Welcome back. Uh, this is um, uh, Siblings Take on uh, Married at First Sight, or math as we call it. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the show. Um, and we're also going to talk about some current events because this season is terrible. <laughs> um, but let me do a proper intro here. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is Married, um, Married at First Sight. This is uh, Siblings Take on Married at First Sight, where I the married um millennial <laughs> you tried so hard to be gen x it's adorable because because i'm more gen x than you are but that's not nothing to do with the show um who talks with his uh divorced uh gen x but more millennial older sister Dis- uh, disagree. yeah oh, oh no with your are with your travelversary. <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into that right now. But <laughs> but yes, welcome to our show. We're gonna talk about some stuff. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna think we're crazy. At least I'm crazy. Um, but we're happy to have you. Thank you for listening. Uh I guess let's get into the episode or the episodes. Episodes. Missed, yes. I think we missed a couple, but really we didn't miss much because these couples are terrible. Yes, um, but, but really what the, we're actually going, I can say back because we never actually started, we only had one episode, but this was the original intention behind the podcast was it's supposed to be siblings take on and then we pick some kind of topic where we deep dive into it from our different perspectives of generations of sex, I mean, generations, gender, um, marital status and see how- We can talk about sex too, but I mean, it's all good. <laughs> so we can talk about how- our perspectives change on a spiritual So us going back to current events is really what the siblings take on was intended for. So we're yes, returning to yes, our original, our original plan. Married at first sight is our like combined love and yeah. gives us more of a schedule to talk about things. Cause the show just doesn't stop. It's like the football season. It like stops <laughs> for a little bit and it picks right back up out of nowhere. And you're like, I thought this was over, and they like, there's a new season. So this is how we we got here. Um, but Jen's right. We are here to talk about current events, which is what the show originally started as. Um, but let's jump into Married at First Sight real quick. Yep. Because uh, these couples don't really do much, so there's a lot we can talk about with current events. Um, all right, let's get the easy. Let's get the easy couple um, out the way. Chris and Nicole. Um, I love them. I think they're going to make it. I've been saying it the whole time. Right. Um, I'm going to reiterate things I've been saying throughout the season. Um, Nicole came ready for this experiment. She she opened herself up. She said, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to do all the things for my relationship. I feel like she's doing it more for the relationship and not for the cameras. I would agree. Um, she's really trying to find her person. And I think she did find a person in Chris. And Chris is very soft spoken and quiet. Um, but I think he's a very stable rock for um Nicole. And right. her worries are in her head, but that's all a part of, you know, her past traumas and realizing um what she has to do to be a better um, spouse. Yeah. So big props to them. 
Um, and I think, and I, I owe Chris an apology and I think uh, uh, America owes Chris an apology. Cause I think we all came at him initially being like, Oh, he sobbed, he sobbed, he sobbed. But when he needs to, he stands up to Nicole. Like when she said, you know, the little bit of the show I watched when she was like, Hey, if I tell you, I want to be alone, don't leave me alone. And he's like, uh, that's confusing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think he challenges her where she needs to be yeah. challenged because I think everybody thought he was just going to let her roll over him. And I think what he does is he's selective about what's important to him. Does he care yep. that she picks matching outfits for them? Generally, no. But when he doesn't want to, he will say, I don't I don't want to. So yeah. I think he's he does a good job of balancing hey this isn't that big an argument for me this isn't a big deal if it's important to her i'm gonna let her have it with Mm. no this is a no and he speaks up and i think it's nice that he speaks up without having to yell and jump and shout and be rude like i I think i've never (laughs) seen him at least with her change his tone which he's um, never judgmental in in, in any way shape or form and that's what i really like about him he's like yeah look like your point that you brought up uh when she said that i was like i hate people like that (laughs) i want to smack the crap out of people like that all the time it's like you say you need space i'm gonna give you space it's not like a oh let me chase after you and then i'll stand in the corner like you need space i'm here if you don't but I'm gonna give you that six feet. Like we're not social distancing here. This is a relationship. We're supposed to be together. And if if I feel like you need me, I'm going to be by your side. And unless you're like, look, I need space. I mean it. Go in the other room. Right. And Please. I think that's that's one of those relationship things where people assume just because we're in love or just because we've been together for X, Y, and Z amount of time that my other person just knows me, that my person that I'm with who loves me should just know I shouldn't have to tell them. And I think mm-hmm. that's where this was a prime example of, it really doesn't matter how long you've been together. Your person may know you very well, but that doesn't mean they're going to be able to guess every single clue or crumb or whatever that you put out like sometimes and I think that's the thing that people who give up on relationships or don't make it because they're relying on the other person to just know and nobody's I mean unless they're a psychic or a clairvoyant like people aren't going to just know you have to tell them Mm-hmm. exactly you have to communicate but they're great at communication yeah they really are um so you know they had um i guess the episode before that they had a little sex experiment mm-hmm. i feel like they were like look we don't need it like we're kind of just happy <laughs> where we're at like plain vanilla caucasian sex as you said <laughs> yep we gotta we gotta do it for the show but we're good where we're at so yeah they're cool i Um, did not watch the other couple so i'm gonna need your i i listened to other podcasts that recapped it so my only feedback is from the the other recap podcast so shout out to are you my podcast alter call married at first sight and regular guys random thoughts as well as the cheese may queens um i did i did listen to all your episodes but so that's where I have my information. And it seems like the little bit that I watched, I saw Jasmine. I saw her face 
when Megan Good's ex walked in, and I was like, "Oh, she's done." Yeah. <laughs> if she, Devon, yeah, if she wasn't done before, when this hot ass piece of man meat walked into her life, she was like, "Heirs who?" <laughs> well, so let's jump right into Eris and 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 um, Jasmine there. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what's with them. Like they're both checked out. Yeah. It's very obvious. Like, like I, I think they met with Dr. Pepper as well. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Pepper was like, yo, if you're done, just be done. Like, we're not here to waste time. Right. Like, you know, like, if she's calling you out and you're like, oh, no, there's potential. Nah, if there's potential, y'all wouldn't be at a standstill. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they went to that, like, couples line dancing class, whatever. And from our point of view, at least from my point of view, I was watching with 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 my wife. Um, it looked like Eris and Jasmine were standing there, and the instructor walked up to to Eris and like pulled him to the dance floor, and he started dancing with her. Mm-hmm. And then Jasmine gets all like, "I'm I'm out of here. I'm leaving. This is ridiculous." Da-da-da-da-da. Uh, why are you dancing with the instructor? And Eris was like, look, I thought she was trying to show me some instructions or whatever, and I was dancing with her. Like, I was the worst one out there. He made all his excuses instead of saying, we were standing there. She wanted to dance. She thought I wanted to dance. She pulled me to the floor. Would have been it. And then they got into Uber and bounced. But like, here's the thing, and I don't know if you've ever, I feel like you're you may be the heiress in the situation and I'm the Jasmine in the situation. If you are fighting with your partner and I feel like you're the kind of person where you're like, we're in public. We're not going to let our fight go into everybody else. We're just going to enjoy the moment. We'll deal with it when we get home. And I think that's what heiress was doing was he was like, we're here. Let, you know, we're not dancing. This person invited me. Let's just have fun. Where Jasmine is still, Jasmine is still like, Fool, like you don't show me one tenth of excitement that you've shown this complete stranger. And Mm -hmm. the fact that you're jumping on this dance floor with a big smile on your face and ready to be energetic and go, I don't get that. So regardless of who it was, this is deep-seated shit that they have with each other that Mm -hmm. it, it didn't have anything to do with the instructor. It had to do with the fact that he's giving off energy to other people that he's not giving to her it could have been the instructor it could have been nicole it could have been gina it could have been anybody the point is Mm -hmm. from her perspective she's getting zero from it from her perspective she's getting zero from this man now he's doing the he's definitely giving me the i'm just here so i don't get fined approach to their marriage where he's doing what he's told pastor cal told him to clap he clapped Dr. Pepper told him to ask questions. He asked questions. And I think that's where she is. It's like, well, everything that you do is not organic. You're doing what you're told. And so at some point it just gets annoying. Like when do you do this on your own? And I'll actually defend Eris in this regard because he's a software engineer. (laughs) Um, and and, And software engineers do what they're told. They said, I want you to build X. They're going to build X. And I can give you Y. They're going to give you X. And if you wanted Y, they're going to say, well, you asked for X. I gave you X. So that's his 
career lifestyle. Okay. So it's very much a systematic thing. And yeah, you should be able to turn it off, turn it on from work to personal. But when you do that all day long, I work I work with software engineers. That's that's what we do. I tell them I need this. And if and if and if I think of something and I think, oh, this is implied, I'll get back exactly what I asked them for. And they'll be like, Well, you didn't tell me you wanted this. I said, it should have been implied. Dummy, we've done this 1500 <laughs> times. And and you know, so I get it from that standpoint. Um well, you know, when I get all upset and entangled in these things, it's because this is hitting me in a very personal space. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this situation or heiress is my ex-husband who like when my ex-husband proposed to me the first time, because there was two, he proposed to me the first oh, yes. time we were literally at his apartment. We had just, it was literally the day we moved in together and we were moving stuff in. He had just made breakfast we're sitting down he moves the table out of the way and proposes to me right there and i was like this is what this what and so but you wanted romance you wanted the whole what yes what an asshole i am that i wanted my engagement to be romantic and so uh, i've heard some stories (laughs) people getting engaged and they're not even close to romantic so yes that was not close to romantic and so we had a conversation about it like a couple weeks later because somebody asked me, they're like, oh, how did he propose? And I burst out into tears. And I was like, oh, clearly I have feelings about this thing. And so I we talked about it afterwards. And I was like, hey, you know, I just really was hoping that my, you know, I only hope to be married once. And I thought the engagement would be something special that you would, you know, think about what my favorite restaurant is and, you know, maybe surprise me by putting the ring in a cake. And that fool did that. <laughs> he did exactly that. We <laughs> think think about his life, though. Like he's a service member. He's also a air traffic controller. They're very much X marks the spot. There's nothing outside of that. So they're going to do exactly what they're told because if they don't do what they're told, they either get killed or somebody gets killed. So, yeah, they're going to do what they're told. I'm not defending your ex-husband. I'm just making an observation. No, I'm just saying as the the Jasmine in this, I could see why she got upset. That's what I'm saying. Yes and Yes, yes, yes. No, I can see why she got upset. I talked about it with with my wife when we watched it as well, and she said pretty much the same thing that 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 you said. But then I look back to earlier in the episode. Um, Aris had said to somebody, I I forget who he was talking to, who was like, "Jasmine doesn't give me nothing. You told me to ask questions. She don't. She doesn't get deep. She gives me very." Superficial answers. Everything I've been saying all all season as well. He verbalized. Um, and then Jasmine admitted it herself. She's like, my pain or my trauma really isn't as deep. So she felt like she had to compete, which is what I said a couple episodes ago. Right. She had to compete with his trauma. And it's not the same. But if you want someone to be somewhere, you've got to, you've got to bring them up to that or meet them where they're at. And neither of them 
are doing that. Right. They're just like, yo, whatever. Like, yeah. I'm here, so I don't think it's fine. Um, it. Yeah. So very boring and bland and stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I don't like about Jasmine is that she was more communicative with the girls about her relationship than Eris. Whether she believes it's going to work or not, she was all up in, I'm at my breaking point, I'm this, I'm that, but doesn't want to communicate that with the other half of that equation. I'm using a lot of mathematical terms <laughs> in this episode. My goodness. The square root of Jasmine's yes. feelings. No, I think, <laughs> and again, it, I I don't blame either one of them at this point. It's like Eris thought he was opening up at the beginning, but the way that he was opening up was not in a way that she could connect to. So she shut down. And now when she was open, he wasn't responding to her being open he wasn't asking her questions and he wasn't deep diving into that stuff and so now they're both trying to do the other thing and it's too late it's it's too Mm -hmm. it's too late because they're both so stuck in their own feelings that they can't step out and go what's my role in this they're both blaming each other and he did this and she did this and i did the but neither one of them is willing and that's kind of how it goes in a relationship you could either be right or you can be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Ain't and... that the truth? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yep. And that's yep. what it comes down to. It's that's the compromise stuff that they never tell you about. It's like, yeah, you can be right, but you could be right sleeping on the couch. You could be right. You could be right being single. There's a way right. to be right. With also being able to see the other person's perspective. Right. And speaking of sleeping on the couch, Eris did sleep on the couch in the episode after the whole line dancing thing. Like they show like the the apartment footage uh-huh. at like two in the morning of him sleeping on the couch. And we both said to each other, my wife and I said, Isn't there another bedroom? <laughs> Why is he on the couch? <laughs> Maybe maybe her dog was sleeping in the other bed. <laughs> oh, maybe I don't know what was going on over there, but that's a good point. And I, and I was like, maybe it's a TV thing. It's better footage if he's on the couch, but that's two in the morning. Like unless they went to bed at one thirty, I'm not sleeping on the couch. I'm <laughs> taking my ass to the other other bed. I don't care if there's sheets on it or not. I'm comfortable. Maybe it's a real ass comfortable <laughs> couch. Oh. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about Clint and Gina. Um, they are the best of friends. The are end they? of the conversation. Are no, they? No, they're they're good friends. I think he's a good friend to her. Is she a good friend to him? I don't that doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> no. But they they seem to be good with being friends, and that's it. Friends implies that they will talk after the experiment. I, I, even though they live in the same building, I don't think they will ever speak to each other again after this thing is over. I mean, they might because Clint seems like a fun guy. He seems like, like a fun guy. I think he's a guy that's going to make the most of a situation. He, he's going to whatever whatever situation he's in. Y'all could be in a hostage situation. You could be on that. What's that Malaysian Airlines flight that disappeared? Like he's oh, going to make seventy. Yeah. yeah. He gonna make whatever situation he's in fun. That does not mean 
it's going to go past this. I think he's just, I'm here. Let me make, I'm going to entertain myself. Let me make mm-hmm. jokes that make me laugh. Let me play with the dog. And I'm just going to get through this. Yeah. Cause I think he knows. I think they off camera agreed. Like, look, we're done. We never got started. Whatever reason we never got started, but I'm not giving up my screen time for your <laughs> stupid ass. I got to promote so, my salon. Yeah, like they're doing all those things, and I think that's where they're at. But no. they seem to fake their relationship progressing in a good way. Do I think they consummated their marriage? Fuck no. They're adults. They're adults. Fuck no. No. Fuck no. Really? No. That's a that's a drought and a half, right that's there. That's not, not even that's not even a, a revenge, angry, I hate you, fuck. No, no. They mm. they masturbate in their separate bedrooms and it is what it oh, is. Oh yeah, they did admit to that. So yeah, yeah they didn't. All no, right. No. All they right. they have not touched each other at mm. all. That's no. a shame. <laughs> he's a fun guy like i would give him a pity i'd give him a pity but because he's yeah, funny yeah. but because he's funny that's that's, yeah, all. He's funny. that's all he needs i mean i'm a personality girl you a good personality i'll try it once okay all right i mean <laughs> hey. hey i guess um hey babe, can you get the door please Groot opened it. Thank you. Hi, babe. She said she laughed. She was focused. <laughs> she can't hear you anyway. It only oh, goes okay. to my headphones. Oh, okay. Um. Are yeah. Kirsten and uh, Shaq. Oh yeah, let's talk about them. <laughs> I hate them so much. Both of them, or just one of them? One of them. Oh, both of both. Really? Okay. Okay. Really? Well, this episode, both. So. Was it last week where he was last, not this past episode, but the week before, where he was out of town for something, and they and they were FaceTiming, and then she hung up and then called his ass back to be like, (laughs) I said I left, like, what are you, 12? She's like, Like, I I was trying to blow you a kiss, and you hung up, and he was like, uh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And then he just hung up again, he's like, all right, bye. Like, like, what are you like? Fifteen years old? That's no. something that my fifteen-year-old girlfriend did to me. You didn't say I love you back, so I called I know, you back. I know. Nah, chill, chill with that. I'm busy. It feels like she again. She turns it on for the camera, which is why he was like, "We don't, we don't do this." That's why he hung up right. because he's like, "Well, you don't, you don't blow me kisses goodbye." I thought we were done. And so I think it's it's her trying to put something on for camera that ain't there. And she Mm -hmm. got caught. Yeah. And then and then um, this week she's talking to his mother and his mother totally blew up his spot. Um, Oh, um, have you talked cursing? Like, have you have you you talked to Shaquille or whatever? And she was like, girl, you know I have. Like, like, what, <laughs> like, like what are you trying to ask me here? That's what Chris is being fake and she's getting caught. Yeah. And then and then uh his mom was like, uh, I'm not in your business, but from what I from from what I've heard, um 
you're not being as supportive as you can be. I'm like, so are you in the business or you're not in the business? Because if you're if you're not in the business, you're not making that statement. Right. You're all up in it. You are in that. You are the middle of that sandwich. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't need my spouse at every one of my events. Like if I have an if I have a work event, I will tell her, hey, I need you at this one. Mm-hmm. Very clear, like this is the one. Mm-hmm. And she she knows I'm gonna be there for that one or 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 this couple of events or whatever. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Shaq wants her at all his work joints, and she didn't understand that, and they were all upset. And then this week, boy, this week again, <laughs> this week they're at that line dancing cocktail hour. And she's like, I want you to be assertive. I want this. I want that. And he was like, oh, word, you want me to be assertive? She's like, we consummated the marriage. And then they were like, yay, hooray, <laughs> good for you. Someone's getting some because I'm not. You know, that's pretty much what they all were saying, except for Kristen Nicole there. Um, and then Nicole, the group therapist, starts speaking for like everyone mm-hmm. and was like yeah you know uh y'all both need to do better y'all both suck whatever like but she was basically telling kirsten like you need to be there for your man he needs you uh i know that you're gonna be you you can be the wife that you're supposed to be um and then kirsten has this long ass weird pause and then she goes, sure, or something like not not supportive. Like she was like, sure. And then Shaq gets up, right? And was like, oh, good, good, good. You see what we see. You're getting up, and you're just like, I'm done with this. I'm leaving. And he got up and left. And then they're talking outside, and they're talking about something that had nothing to do with with what Nicole said and her response. So I was hella confused. It was like, bro, she set you up for the perfect reason to be upset with her and you're upset about something different. Mm. It had nothing to do with what Nicole said and what Nicole said was right. right. So I'm on Nicole's side and thumbs up for her for, for her assessment there. But um, yeah, uh, they're terrible. Shaq is, <laughs> Shaq is sad. Sad, sad little man. Um, Kirsten's confusing. Just, yeah. Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm a Shaq fan, so I will ask you. Is, I don't know. I guess I think that she keeps talking about how her dad is accomplished and her dad takes care of things and her dad this and her dad this. And I think he's trying to show her, look, I can take care of stuff. Like, look at, I think he wants her to see, like, look what I can do at work. Like I'm head honcho at work. Come see me work. You keep telling me you want me to be more manly. You keep telling me you want me to be more masculine. Come see me be masculine. So that it'll that's your turn job, on whatever. Bro. That <laughs> is your job. You get paid to do your job. If you're not good at your job, you're going to get fired. Period. 
But she's his new wife. And I think that when you're first dating, you're trying to show the other person the best size of yourself. And for him, him working, his work, him being a mentor, his family, like those are the things that define him. And those are the things that he wants to show her. She wants to show him million dollar houses. He wants to show her, well, this is how I'm going to earn you this million dollar house. Right. But she's so not interested in any of that stuff that... It, it, I can see why he'd be frustrated. Like you want to, you keep saying you need me to be manly. You need me to assertive. Watch me be assertive in my environment. Like th- their marriage is not a natural environment for him, but, right. but watching him be enrollment manager and run events, like that's his natural place to shine. And the fact that she refuses for whatever reason to go to these things because she'd rather go shopping or she has plans with the girlfriends or she didn't know it was that important to him or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> She's just so mealy about it. And I, I, I truly don't believe that he didn't tell her. She might not have heard it, but I don't believe he didn't tell her. Mm-hmm. But, and, then, and then again, speaking in that, in that vein um, about being assertive and being masculine and all these other things, from from her point of view, someone who's assertive and masculine is going to graduate on time. And he Ooh. announced randomly Ooh. that he's not going to graduate on time. That's cool. For, what, for, for whatever reason. No, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. Yeah. Like, I think she says, oh, you didn't graduate on time. That means you fucked up somewhere. I don't know if we're trying to make this ex- uh, uh, um, an expletive episode or oh, not. But we always curse. It's fine. Yeah. So uh, he fucked up somewhere to not graduate on time. And that's, not a, that's, that's a man not taking care of his business. So, I mean, as somebody that did not graduate on time, I do not subscribe I mean, to that. <laughs> I didn't graduate on time myself. So I'm just... I'm just saying, I didn't graduate on time, but that was me not taking care of my business. Like I know that about, I know that looking back now, that was me taking taking care of my business. But I also was in my super early twenties, yeah. not a grown ass man. If that was me now, oh, I'll be. You best believe I'm graduating either early or on time. There's there's no question about it. So working a full time job, he's on this damn show. Like I can see how shit would get in the way then you need to prioritize and say, oh, I can't do this show because I need to graduate. You're getting your PhD, bro. You're not supposed to be on Married at First Sight. <laughs> Donna Martin graduates. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Uh, From my point of view, at yeah, least. I've... That's 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 how, I, that's how I potentially see her thought process. I mean, I appreciate you trying to understand the cotton balls and butterflies that happen in her brain I, I don't understand what's happening upstairs i, I don't either that um girl is, that girl is loopy but yeah that that's why this whole episode was just weird because they because they didn't like there was no presentation of him saying he wasn't graduating on time it just kind of came up mm-hmm. in, one of, in one of the confessionals and it there was no context was like, oh yeah by the way i'm not graduating on time i'm like, I'm like huh <laughs> so, <laughs> say what <laughs> like, i thought i thought you were like doing a dissertation down in jackson or whatever and that was the whole point but you know she was there for that which is again weird it was like day one of their marriage she's yeah. she's still hanging on like i was there for this yeah but i haven't been there for nothing else 
Like, so. I was in the hotel. Doesn't that count? Right. I was in the building. I was in the building <laughs> next to the building where you, where you were doing your thing. So, hooray me. I was getting my hair done and my nails done while you were doing that. Yes. Um, but that's it for the couples. Um, I wish uh, Devon Franklin was in more of the show. I wish Dr. Pia was Dr. in more of the show. Uh, Dr. Pepper with her weight loss was in more of the show. I thought, okay, I'm glad you said something. I was like, her face looks really like gaunt and thin. Okay, did is that you, what's happening? Yeah, I guess you don't, you really don't look at your Instagram at all. Man. I super gotta, don't. <laughs> you gotta look. I sent you uh, a, a People magazine article or something about her weight loss. She lost 30 pounds. 30? Um, yeah, she was uh, that on. That little lady? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. She lost 30 pounds. It was some diabetes drug that. Oh, Ozempic. Ozempic. Yeah. Ozempic, yeah, she's on Ozempic, oh. and she's not diabetic, but the side effect of Ozempic is weight loss. Yes. So she she was on it, she lost the weight, and there you go. So I'm I I found out that 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 her name is Courtney. I was what? like, I thought your name was Pepper Shorts. Her name is Courtney Pepper Schwartz. Boo. Right? <laughs> right? I, so. of all the videos that you sent me, I saw the one about the man putting his tampon, the woman showing her boyfriend. Yeah, that, shit, that shit crazy too. I was like, man, we, we have, we said no chance. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. But, um, <laughs> uh, and yeah. the one about the itchy throat. I saw that. I didn't see anything about Oh, the itchy throat one is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> But best believe, because Colombia, which is where I live now, is known for medical tourism. And so you best believe your girl's been trying to get her hands on some fucking Ozempic shots. Okay. But mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's easier in the States than it is here. But yeah. We know doctors. We got doctors in the family. We can hook it up real quick. All right. When I when so, I get there in August, shoot, shoot, shoot. Pew, pew, pew. I will make a phone call. Shoot me up. Um, yeah. Um, Oh, in Maps Related Land, I saw that um, uh, Kristen uh, from San Diego, Mitch's wife, uh-huh. um, is selling her engagement ring on eBay. Okay. Again, if you saw, if you checked your Instagram, you would know these things. Um, but it's it, it's it was a story of someone, and I I sent it to you, but you, you don't be checking your joint. I so don't. You send so a, many. I send the important things. You okay? send so many. They're important. Okay. They're oh. important for your laughter and important for this <laughs> for this endeavor that we're doing here. So you need to check. Okay. Um, I'll work on it. But she's selling her engagement ring, and I was like. Pays for the ring. How could she just do that? I mean, granted, it's it's over and done with it. You do you. But I was like, dang, that's crazy. So what I, I know would that they do, can do that. Yeah, I mean, they own it. It's their rings. The show pays for it. I would, if I was her, I would sell the ring and buy disposable straws in that amount of the ring and send them to Mitch's house. <laughs> Damn, cold blooded. <laughs> I am petty as cold-blooded. shit. Cold blooded. 
I'm petty. I mean, Mitch was a terrible husband, but he wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that bad. He was. He wasn't great. Yeah. No, I also started following Lindy on Instagram as well. I follow Miguel. Uh, I follow Miguel too. Okay. Um, but it's all about Lindy. We know this. <laughs> um, she's an interesting follow. Uh, I follow Lindsay from Boston. Okay. She's she's actually a good follow. She's actually a good follow because she gives decent medical advice. So shout out to Lindsay on that one. Okay. Um, yeah, this math season is just bad. I think they're doing Denver next or Chicago next or some, but I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be a train wreck again. But let's get into our current events. You can go first. Let's do your sports uh, topic first, please. Current events. All right. The original plan behind siblings take on right now we're going to take on siblings take on college basketball and the first topic that i want to bring up is all of the drama going on between i mean it's a couple it happened a couple weeks ago so it's (laughs) solved by now but for us we're just talking about it so it's new but what happened Mm -hmm. with angel reese and caitlin white girl from iowa caitlin clark thank you thank you thank you clayton clark so for those of you that are living under a rock and do not know so like you like you <laughs> so i knew about this one though so the women's ncaa championship happened it was lsu which is the blackity black of black players versus iowa hawkeyes which is the whitey white of white players and mm-hmm. the star on iowa's team is caitlin clark and she was being praised for being real kind of in your face and outlandish and talking shit to other players and doing the move that's been attributed to John Cena, which is putting your hand in front of your face and whatever. So she's been doing that over the course of the tournament. And so at the final game, when LSU faced off with Iowa, Angel Reese, who blackity black from LSU um, started doing the same movement in in Caitlyn's, you know, I'm going to say her general sphere. I don't think she did it in yes. her face. They were close to each other. And behind she, her back. Yeah, yeah, behind her back. Yeah. yeah. But when Angel, who said it, or Angel, who made the same move that Caitlyn did, Angel was called a thug and classless and an asshole and all of mm-hmm. these things by people where she was like, what? You guys have been saying this about me all season and when caitlin white girl does it y'all don't say shit it's her being a sportsman it's her being fired up but when i do it i'm an asshole i'm classless i'm a thug fuck you guys so for you because we have ties to somebody who is currently attending school at the university of iowa and you had requested that i get a caitlin clark autograph for you what was your opinion about everything that went down first off caitlin clark's a fucking g period period she's a baller she's a true baller angel reese she's fucking stud like (laughs) another baller like both of them this is like a clash of the titans like two women at their you know college prime bird and magic this is for the perfect (laughs) this is bird and magic this okay. is literally what it is. They, the both were just Kobe and LeBron. Yeah, exactly. They're just two mega stars in their arena, going at it. The only thing that Angel Reese did that most people didn't like 
that I don't really I didn't care either way because again you're in the moment I, I play sports my whole life I love sports sports is my life pretty much she followed Caitlin Clark around the court and pointed at her ring finger about yo I'm getting this ring you're not whatever so that was a little over the top but I don't really care um I love the trash talk. It's part of the game. Women can trash talk just as much as the men do. It's it's what makes sports great. Because when they're between those lines, that is that is what you do. You you get in your opponent's head, mm-hmm. and they're gonna see each other again next year yep. eventually. So you want to build that tension between the teams because. Mm-hmm. Women's sports, for some reason, does not get the same level of excitement that the men's tournament does. Yes. Well, and, and that's just and, misogyny, sexism, all that stuff. Yes. Right, right. No, I, I understand from a media presence why I don't agree with it. I think women's sports are fantastic. I think the, the, the women put on a good product when you – understand what they're doing and how they're doing it and that they're doing it with less yes they're doing a hell of a lot less Mm -hmm. um but those two young ladies are great for the game of basketball great for women's basketball um great for their universities because we're talking about both both schools i mean when when i think of those two schools I think college football. They're both college football strongholds. I mm-hmm. wouldn't call Iowa a powerhouse, but they put out studs in the NFL. Right. LSU, I mean, you can go freaking decades with their with their college football athletes. Right. Um, but talking about it from a woman's standpoint, um, it's huge. Uh, Angel Reese was at Maryland um, that she transferred to LSU after some injuries and not getting playing time after the injuries. And she's balling. She was a, she was a number two recruit coming out of high school. Like that ain't nothing. That's not something you can, I don't care, whatever, like baller. Especially for women's sports. Yes. Yeah. Like baller. Yeah. I don't know what Caitlin Clark came out as, but I know injuries was number two. Right. Caitlin, Caitlin Clark, and Angel Reese have crossed paths before in the AAU circuit, and they know each other. They like each other. They, they, they're competitors. They're like, look, we're we're on the court. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to dominate you on the court, and I'm going to dap you up as soon as the game's over. Right. And and they handled it well. Caitlin Clark handled it well. She's like, look, Angel Reese won. I did, and she can do what she wants to do. You know, um, so props to them, love them. I wish them all the best. I can't wait to see them on the court next season for their respective schools and then watch them in the WNBA. Uh, hopefully one of them is on my New York Liberty <laughs> so that they can dominate as well. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, lo- I love that you have this perspective um, that – Yes, women's sports on the whole don't get the level of respect that men's sports do. And I think if you look at the the 
U.S. women's soccer team having to fight for the pay equality when their record's better than the men, but they didn't have the pay equality or even Venus and Cerulean. Venus and Serena Williams having to fight for pay equality in tennis and they've got superior records and all of this stuff. So mm-hmm. yes, as, as, and maybe I have a special <laughs> dog in the fight because I was a woman in sport. I was a woman in sports and to see the little respect that we got, um, especially in high school when like we had one little gym in my high school and you know, when we were, when the soccer team was in there working out and the football team the football team came in there like we got kicked out because oh the football mm-hmm. team is here and it's like it's not even your time like this is our time but the football team showed up and we got kicked off the machine so yep. yes i have a special like about women's sports and I, what you said was right like on the court they're competitors and i remember back when shaq and kobe were were playing together and they had their little beef like shaq made a whole song called kobe tell me how my ass tastes like mm-hmm. what like, and they that, were teammates and they were teammates like what is <laughs> yeah. happening and so no i think trash talk especially in a sport that's as physical as basketball i mean football is physical too but there's something about having pads that changes the dynamic and basketball players don't have pads like you're you're up on each other and you're in each other's faces in a way that maybe you're not in football so I well, it's see- not even it's not even that football you're faceless yeah like, you have a helmet exactly like, with basketball this is your body i know and who little you shorts. are like, yeah. <laughs> i know i can see you right Right. I can't mistake you for someone else. Like right. you are who you are. Right. Um, but continue. I'm sorry. I no, no, you're you. fine. And I think that that you're right. I think Caitlin understood this because when everybody was talking about Angel Reese is a thug, Angel Reese is an asshole. She didn't have class. Like Caitlin wasn't in that. If Caitlin had jumped in and been like, "Yeah, she's a bitch," whatever. But I think she understood. Like that's how sports goes, and that's how mm-hmm. you get competitive. And I can't think about the number of times in my low-level soccer career that me and some girl went head to head, and I tore my MCL because I went hard on another player. I didn't know this bitch, but that's how sports goes. Mm-hmm. And so I don't see it being that big a deal. I it, I think it just goes to show how when it comes to black and white like i think if if caitlin reese was another black player this would not have been a big deal but because caitlin is white that it and race because the thing that that got blown up and what did you think when uh dr jill biden was like let's invite both teams to the white house oh i i almost threw my computer out the window because i was like that's not the point of going to the white house and both both ladies um said it respectfully i think angel reese was like we're not going to go regardless like I'm not going, but then the, but then the, but then the school was like, "You're going." <laughs> so, um, well, I think Angel yeah, was like, "Can I, we go to? Can we go hang out with Michelle Obama? Yeah, like, why do we have to do this?" <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I think it was misguided, and it, it had uh, hints of racism only mm-hmm. because the schools are so drastic. I'm not trying to call Dr. Joe Biden racist. Not trying to call Joe Biden racist. That's not what I'm saying. It just comes across that way when it is said so soon after the national championship and both schools are polar opposites of each other. And it never happens. It never ever happens exactly. as a losing team gets brought on. And so for exactly. you can't as as people of color, you can't how how do you look at it as anything else when there is no sport ever when the football team wins the super bowl that both teams don't go to the white house like that's just mm-hmm. how this is 
And when you're a black person and shit like that happens to you, how do you not see it as anything other than a race based decision? Because this never, the losing team never gets invited, but this one time the losing team happens to look like not us and they get invited. So I, I get, I'm not going to call her racist, but I can see why we're upset about it. And I think Dr. Biden used the wrong phrase if she had said this, if she said what I'm what I'm, what I'm about to say, if she said, I would like to invite both teams to the to the White House because they demonstrated sportsmanship and they were great for the sport and women's athletics may have been taken a different way. Maybe, maybe. No, I think but it... but she said they both played well. That's where everyone's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> if you just said they were they were good ambassadors for the sport and for women's sports and Title Nine and all those other things, that's where you can kind of like, eh, I let it go and yeah, we we won't go, but I appreciate the invite. I would have been like, you know what? I see her point, but she she said participation trophy for the other exactly. team. Great, great. Yes. And, that's and, exactly and, what I thought. And, and that's and that's that's where the animosity is. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Leading into the softness of this culture that we have, that yeah. everyone has to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's pivot a little bit into my topic, which kind of goes with your topic. Um. The uh, name, image, and likeness of uh, college athletes, the NIL, as okay. it's called. Will you explain uh, this, Mr. Brown, Drew Rosenhaus, for those people that don't know what the NIL is? Will you do a short basically synopsis of what it is? My, my dumbed-down, <laughs> layman, super layman term of this is the NIL is a, a, is a way for student-athletes to get paid for their name, their image, or their likeness. So they're allowed to advertise for Nike, Discover Card, MasterCard, whatever, Joe's Plumbing Company in their area. It's all set up outside of the university, but the university assists them to make sure that they're not getting taken taken advantage of, but they don't set up that uh, sponsorship ability. Right. Um, last name, name, image, and likeness for college athletes. Um, the two young ladies that we spoke of, Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, both have million dollar plus NIL deals. And I think that's great. I think that that is a huge plus for collegiate athletes because the schools have made millions and millions and if not billions of dollars off of these students mm-hmm. and the students get nothing i i know they get their education and all that but in the grand scheme of things what they have to go through with travel and 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 publicity and all that your education doesn't it's not equal because right. Not to a million. You're not getting a million dollar education unless you're going to right. Harvard. Exactly. And even then, are you really? Because you're on the road. You're you're 
at Iowa or you're in Louisiana or you're in Southern California playing USC and and um for the women in particular, a lot of their games are not primetime games. So they're played on a freaking Tuesday <laughs> and and they're going to the middle of nowhere um to play a game and they still gotta be a participant in their in their class Mm -hmm. and get that grade so while the school is making money off of them Mm -hmm. they gotta they gotta do this They, they they get this ability to make that money and it also allows them the nil deal allows them to stay in school and not have to jump to them to the next level because they gotta help mom and dad out or help those behind them like kobe like kobe who went straight from didn't he go straight from high school to pros right but kobe didn't need it his dad was a pro baller he was just that good but but the players that jump ship from high school to the pros like kevin garnett um did the same thing went from high school to the pros because he had to take care of his family if he went to college he would have gotten his degree he would have you know, had his NIL deal and been able to take care of his family and get his education and then go to the pros. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also gives the, gives the students who were good the ability to understand contracts and and sponsorship deals and how to negotiate before they get into the pros because they got to say, oh, you were in college and you were taking um, uh, women's studies and now you gotta negotiate your multi-million dollar deal. Um, you don't but you don't know what you're talking about. Now this gives them the chance to dive into that, understand it, and make the right choices when they're in their early twenties trying to make it in the professional realm. So yeah. I'm yeah. A, I'm a fan of the NIL deal. Well, as you like to forget, I am a Gen Xer. And as a Gen Xer, I remember when Reggie Bush got in a lot of trouble at USC because he accepted money from, (laughs) he accepted money from boosters. And didn't they, didn't they take his Heisman away because of it? Yes, they did. Listen, we're not that different. We're not that far apart. Yes, we have, (laughs) yes, they're 12 years, but I remember that as well. That was very big. I think Reggie's about my age or a little older than me. I'm I'm claiming Um, Reggie is is Gen X. So, yeah. So to me, I think, or even, you know, at the University of Texas, like didn't Ricky Williams get in a bunch of trouble too for some of that stuff? And um, yeah, yeah. and I think it's not fair. It's not fair. And I, A, I don't like college sports for that reason because my background, as you know, is in higher education. And I, I got to see firsthand how the student athletes are treated as a commodity. Like, yes, they have their own dorms on campus and they have their own academic advisors and they have their own um, strength and conditioning coaches and whatever, but their lives are not their own. They don't make their schedule. The co- this coach makes their schedule. The academic advisor makes their schedule. Like they don't own their, other than the time that they're on field, which they kind of don't own because they got coaches. Like they've got very little agency over their lives while they're there. So to, to require somebody to be holding to a schedule and then not compensate them for that is wrong. So I think that exactly. with the caveat that they get some 
training and coaching on the financial side, I think that's helpful because I think a lot of people that go straight from high school to pro or college to pro, and I think even Kobe will admit this and like RG3 and, um, you know, Johnny Menzel and Matt Leinert and Ryan Leaf, like all those guys that went straight from college to pros, they weren't ready for it. They, they, they weren't ready for it physically. The game was not catered to them the way it was in college. And they also weren't ready for it socially or mentally because college does not prepare Mm -hmm. them to handle the finances. It doesn't handle, it doesn't prepare them to handle the the bitches that are going to be after them it doesn't prepare them to handle the oh no if it, it, it prepares them for the, for the, for the ladies <laughs> oh it certainly does i assume there's a different I mean, level of bitches in at the professional level than there are I mean, at in reggie, college. Re, reggie bush was dating kim kardashian and paris hilton so uh, i think mean, but that one um, anyway i <laughs> mean that yeah. was that was early on before they were who they before paris hilton and kim kardashian were who they are now right but there's there were still names right. back then right and that's in every city they go to and they go to every, yeah. iowa mm-hmm. they go to indiana they go to <laughs> you know like Where they're like i'm gonna get me a big i'm gonna breed me a baby with a big black athlete yep yeah and they can't say shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes so I don't think, and and my ex was in the military and he kind of had the same thing where, you know, when they get deployed for six months, they get money tax-free. So they're just making bank. And they're also getting, I think, it, I don't know if it's hazard pay, but they're getting something about it being at war. And so they were coming back with just money because they weren't spending it on rent. Um, it wasn't taxed. So the guys would come back from being deployed, which is a shit ton of money. And the first thing they would do is go off base and off base, there's these crooked car dealers that'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. we can get Get you into this Corvette or Mustang or whatever the hot car was at the time with some 14% APR on the loan yeah. because nobody trained them, but they had somebody that talked to them about that before they got off the boat to be like, Hey, here's how you handle your money. And I believe that happens at the college level too. And I believe that happens if, if hard knocks is correct, that they do have some kind of training for that. In yeah, they, they, have a, they, have well. a, they have a rookie. They have a rookie symposium too, like Perfect. where they train rookies for that. But still, you're gonna tell someone. I mean, right. granted, a lot of people who are doing the rookie symposiums for the NFL side, yeah, I think it's at every level. But you're gonna tell me at 23 who just signed a 25 million dollar deal, 15 million that signing that, um. I'm gonna spend my money. No, mom's right. getting the house. I'm getting 19 <laughs> cars. My boys are getting hooked up. Like bringing gold-plated toilets. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm gonna. You can give me all the knowledge in the world when that money is in my yeah. account. Yep. And I can Venmo the world. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? Some. You know. Like, was it a rapper? Somebody accidentally Venmoed like $1,200 or $2,000 to a complete stranger and then was trying to ask for it back. And then that person was like, new phone, who it is. And then that person, I want to say it was a wrap. I'll have to look it up, but yeah. I've, I've seen that happen before. And that person who received it didn't have to give it back. They, they it's like, yeah, it no, was you your gave, mistake. Yeah, you gave it to me. You Mine. gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Finders so, keepers. <laughs> I would be the same way. Nope. Nope, you gave it to me. It's my money now. Right. So yeah. Um 
Yeah, yeah, I'm glad we both agree on the NIL deal. I totally was agree. curious to see how how you would take it because of your background. I know how you feel about uh, college sports, so I was dislike it. But I think if yeah. they're going to be treated as employees, they should be compensated accordingly. Mm. All right, cool, cool. Part two. I forgot what my other topic was, so you have to remind me. Well, we're we're the new the next version of siblings take on is going to be reality TV. So the two things we were going to talk about is Vanderpump Rules and the Love Is Blind reunion. Oh, you're right. Thank you, thank you. I <laughs> forgot what my topic was, um, because I was so enthralled with the NIL deal and Caitlin Reese and and Caitlin <laughs> uh, Clark and Angel Reese. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Love is Blind reunion and Vanderpump Rules have been ruling my life forever. So let's start with the uh, Love is Blind reunion. The big thing about that, uh, the big controversy coming out of that is number one, it was supposed to be live and Netflix, I'm not, I don't know who, somebody's having a real bad day and somebody got fired because the live, there was some technical issue with the live broadcast and it was not broadcast live. So they taped it and then they aired it the next day. But I think what, what people were upset about was you can do your Netflix. Like, how are you doing these live streams? You live stream Chris Rock special, just fine. You come up with giving us four or five episodes at a time. Like, why was this a problem for you? You're freaking Netflix. And then also um, the two hosts, Nick and Vanessa were horrendously bad. They were very, very biased um, in terms of taking sides with different cast members and things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say the biggest thing initially was just how did this technically get so botched? on netflix was was initially the big deal and i didn't watch it i haven't watched the season yet so um all i know is when it's netflix i'm not asking for anything live I, right. if i went live i would just watch tv <laughs> like i watch netflix because i can watch it on my schedule right like if, again if i wanted you know live i would get hulu or youtube tv or something netflix is meant to be streamed on my schedule i miss the old netflix i'm gonna date myself here um where i got the one disc in the mail and i didn't get my <laughs> next disc until i like till the other joint got mailed back so that was fire netflix that was the best was like i'm going to watch this i had my shit planned out and then one disc went in the mail the next disc came back in the mail so yeah live is not necessary again if i wanted live tv i would just watch tv so i missed that version of netflix because i i was scarred by columbia house in the 80s where they're like just give us one cent we'll send you 10 cds and the next thing you know you owe them three thousand dollars so i did not take part in the netflix one disc thing but now i've jumped on to netflix with the let's binge a season let's introduce you to original programming i just started watching beef because i couldn't sleep the other night and i'm like that's such uh, a i good love ali i love ali i haven't watched the show yet because my life is crazy right now yes um but i love ali wong i've seen her live i think she is funny uh attractive very attractive and um just wholesome like wholesome for adults trying to figure their life out because she keeps it real 
And this, um, this is a different side of her. It's like, it's like her nice side, but also kind of snarky and crazy. So it's a, it's a good, it's what you know about her, but also in a very kind of a dark perspective. It's a really good, it's really good. I've only seen one episode, but I liked it so far. All right. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, Netflix is, Netflix has got, stay in your lane, bro. Yeah. Stay in your you're, lane. you're not, you're not for life. We don't, we don't want you. And I, yeah. and I don't know how it would have worked anyway. Like this cast, you haven't seen this season. There were a couple of people on this cast that are so unhinged that it wouldn't have worked anyway. Like they needed to be able to edit it and especially having a live audience there. And another miss was why would you have a live audience and not have the audience ask questions or anything? So it was just a weird thing that I, it definitely won't happen again. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think I don't, I don't but, tune into Netflix for live stuff. Did anyone ask for, for a live reunion? Like, I don't, I don't think anyone wants that no. again. Like, did they ever have a live reunion for the real world? Like, was that ever a thing? I, it was so long ago. And no, <laughs> back when you tried out for the show many years ago. I did. Um, you did. Yeah, I, yeah, did. I know you did. <laughs> I mean, everybody wanted to be on the real world. But, but uh, you know, I don't think they had live reunions. I think they, they just, I don't think they had. Not early on, they started doing it. And I I also watched the challenge on MTV. So I know the challenge, they do live reunions. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. I don't think they do live reunions for the real world, but they do for the challenge. Is is CJ still on the challenge? Because he was, I mean, he's got to be older than you at this point. Are you talking about CT? CT, yes. From Boston? Yes. Yes. Um, he's going through a little bit of a painful divorce right now. So he's taking time to be home with his son and to focus on his life. But, uh, I wouldn't mind yeah, if he did come back. He's old as hell. Him I, and, uh, dare you. Cyrus from, from Seattle, from Seattle, right? Cyrus. Cyrus hasn't been on in a minute, but CT, uh, yeah. has been on in a while. He's been on like every season that. Everyone's like, oh, CT's back, bro. No one, no one cares. No, not as I, much, I not as much as Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas is on like constantly, uh, and CT is forty-two. How dare you? All right, so he's close to you. He, <laughs> he, he's he's just not. He's not close to me on your level. Yeah. Okay, he wants to. Uh, anyway, he's forty-two. Um, God, he's I'm old. Forty-two. I remember watching his his season of the Real World. That what that season where or uh I don't think I watched his season. Oh, was he in Paris? Um, they gave me look it up because I don't remember. I don't know. Fucking much it up. He uh, nah, he was in the U.S. I'm pretty sure. His uh, Real World season. Yeah. Okay. All I know is your girl loves a Boston accent, so I was done. Uh, no, he was he's real world Paris. Wow, he is old. <laughs> two thousand in two thousand three. That was twenty years ago. Jesus. Yeah, like I remember watching it. He's from Brooklyn. Get the fuck out! You're not from Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn's in the house. All right. Here. So our final topic, which you don't know anything about, so I will I don't give know you, shit about. Oh my gosh, it is the Scandaval Vanderpump Rules drama heard around the world. Um, I am a Ariana fan, so this is going to be completely bi- biased on Ariana. But the 
gist for you, dear brother, is that do you even do you watch the show at all? Do you do you have any context in who I don't any know shit are? about fuck as they would say in the Ozarks? <laughs> no shit about fuck. I love Rose. Uh, Ruth, 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 Ruth. Ruth um, yes. So I guess somebody said to put it in friends terms for people that don't understand. So what's happening? I don't know friends either. But oh shit. I, okay. So this guy. Put it in living single, and I got you. Oh, the original single. friends. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it would be like if Maxine and mm. Kyle, after they finally got together, they've been living together. For nine years, they never got married because neither one of them believes in it. Um, but mm-hmm. they've been together for nine years. But behind his behind Maxine's back, Kyle had a seven month relationship with Regine. No, okay. no, no, no. This is better. Kyle had a seven month relationship with Sinclair. Okay. And so that's what's happening on Vanderpump Rules is that these this couple that's been together for nine years, they own a house together, they have businesses together, doing the whole thing. And he, the male in this relationship was just revealed to be cheating with another cast member for the last seven months. And so the way that she found out was that he does these random cover band shows and his phone fell out of his pocket onto the stage. So she picks up his phone just to make sure nothing happens to it. And something made her look through the phone and there was a video that he screen recorded of him mutually masturbating with said cast member. Damn, son. Yeah. Tiger Woods didn't fuck up that bad. (laughs) So instead of being a man or instead of being, I think if he could stop and be like, you know what? I was so wrong. Love overtook me. It was inappropriate. I'm so sorry that I hurt her. This was inappropriate. What he's done has been like, well, we weren't we weren't having sex for a long time and she's suicidal and I tried to leave her and you know, we went to therapy so that I could break up with her, but she got real sad and said she would hurt herself, so we stayed together, but I really have a great connection with this other person who's dumb as a box of rocks, but we had these great conversations and we just bonded. And so it's just this really messy messy situation that got 100 times worse because he went on Howie Mandel's podcast and Howie Mandel who doesn't know shit about shit howie mandel was you it'd basically be like you having this dude on the podcast being like i don't see what the big deal is yeah so it's just a thing but that sounds like a normal what this is this is, this is gonna sound terrible a normal it's- couple situation because yes people look people people like when 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 there's a when there's a cheater involved things are weird and messy and 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 terrible like the only thing is they're on television. Like, what do you like? I I'm not all up in arms about it, other than the the female was suicidal. Like, okay, that's terrible. I wouldn't do that. But this sounds so like from a from a cheating standpoint, it seems very normal. Like my mouth is agape and I need you to watch this. You can be as equally as offended. I think that the the egregiousness is that it's some it's a friend of hers but also the egregiousness is that the girl that got cheated on for all intents and purposes is a badass it's basically if jay-z cheated on beyonce which he did fucking what's her name from girls 
Diana Ross's daughter? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the show on HBO. I think it's called Girls. Oh, uh Black 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 Girls uh skit. The <laughs> the skit show? No. Anyway. If he Oh, you're if talking he, about Lena Lena yes, Dunham. Yes. Okay. Yes. So somebody far Black less a, far less accomplished, yeah. far less smart, far less cool, far less everything. That that's but, what the egregiousness is for me is that Here's this woman who is a badass, who's killing it in her field. She has a, she started three businesses during the pandemic. She is killing it in her game. She's got a badass cook, uh, uh, bartending book. She's you, about to open another proved, business. You proved my point though. Which is? You, you even said it. Like, it'd be, if Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, which he did. That's what the 444 album was about. That's what um, Lemonade. Uh, Lemonade was about. That's what Solange's album was about. <laughs> like, that whole elevator scene that everyone talks about is when Solange found out that Jay cheated on Beyonce. And this is fucking Beyonce. Like, <laughs> she's a, they're billionaires. Right. And she's still not cheating on. So, like I said, this shit is normal. This is not, this is not crazy to me, like. Well, and this is why, it, we, and this is why we do the podcast because you and I have like her sister or something. It was her sister or like some crazy, like legitimately crazy. Oh, he slept with her mother or or or, or some joint. Then I'd be like, oh wow, that's weird. But this is normal. All right, well, like you Beyonce, me a was, Beyonce was cheated on. And she's Beyonce. Like, she's Queen B. Her name is Queen B. <laughs> she was cheated on. Right. Period. Right. Freaking Queen Elizabeth, may she rest in peace, was cheated on. Like, this is normal. What everyone's making a big deal about is wild. Bill Clinton, or, I mean, Hillary <laughs> ain't much to look at. But I'm just saying, like, this ain't, like, I don't get it. I don't get the big deal. I I, I just I, again. Yeah. I I think it's for women who Adele was cheated on. Adele was cheated on. Correct. I just think it's for women who are told like the list you, can keep going. I know. I know. It's and it's insane. And it's it, Chloe Kardashian. Well, even Tiger Woods' wife, who is this by all intents and purposes freaking gorgeous model. woman, yeah, and he cheated yes. on her with. After Rachel, with, you could tell the girls that he cheated on her with got increasingly desperately sad. Perkins, <laughs> some, of the, some of them were missing waitresses. Teeth. Some of them were Perkins, missing teeth. waitresses. Yes, and he's Tiger Woods. Right, like, he can get anybody he wants, right. and he's so. I'm just saying, I don't see the big deal. We just listed like 15 people <laughs> that are way more important or way more relevant. Than Vanderpump is—is is it because it's the TV show and they've got the confessionals? They can talk about it from his point of view and her point of view and this, that, and yeah, it's all hype. It's no big deal. I think that it again, it, it, it's, it's. I know that you're not invested in this at all, but I think it's the fact as a woman that we're we have to do a lot of things. Like we have to be a badass in business, and then we have to come home and be a size two and cook you dinner and fuck you in every room in the house on. and still get cheated on is insane. Beyonce was cheated on. That's all I'm going to say. Beyonce. <laughs> She's the top of the top. 
<laughs> so th- what you're saying is there's no hope for any of us. We're all going to get cheated on. No, I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that to make this a big deal isn't a big deal. Okay. Like it it doesn't like it's not all right. If if Michelle Obama was cheated on, yes, we'll talk about that for the remainder of time because <laughs> she is the pinnacle of black excellence and black beauty. She oh. is, she is the top. Do you know if Barack ever cheated on Michelle? I give up on love his, completely. His, his life's over. Her life's <laughs> over. Love doesn't exist. Love like, doesn't exist. <laughs> Fucking just cancel Valentine's Day because it's a farce. Like I cancel marriage. Cancel Valentine's Day. Cancel fucking whatever. Yeah. Because if if Michelle if Barack cheats on Michelle, I'm I'm done. And but but that to me is a scandal. This other stuff, <laughs> I'm not even worried about it. So then, what what level for you makes it a scandal? Like, if, is it an Oprah Stedman thing? Is it a, a... listen? They're just friends who live together. <laughs> but no. That level is like, yeah, Barack and Michelle. Like, I really think that's like it. Like, there's no one else that could really parallel. David David Beckham and Victoria Beckham. Please, anyone care about them. (laughs) No, but like people that someone look up to, like... Like Bethany Frankel was wasn't she cheated on too? Real yeah, housewives she, she's, she's a monster, so she probably didn't. No, but 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 she's a badass business person. X Y and Z. But but from your point of view, she's she's a badass. She's this. She's that. Da, 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 da. She was cheated on. Um, the list goes on. The list yeah. is there. I just don't see this the hype over it. Melody Hobson saying... and Melody Hobson and George Lucas. Who and who? George Lucas Star Wars? Yes, he's married to a very, very rich financial black woman. Yeah, she ain't leaving she ain't leaving him because he's got more money than he knows what to do with. I and I, I think she's doing pretty well. She bought did she buy a football team? She bought something. He has Star Wars. <laughs> That's gonna trip whatever she's getting. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> they're making new TV shows based on <laughs> something he did 20 years ago. Uh, well, I'm just the first Star Wars came out, you weren't even born yet. That's uh, how, yeah, it was. I would think I was like 10. No, the first Star Wars, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I was 10. All I right, so you were 10, and you were, I mean, I've seen them all too, but I mean, you saw it in theaters, yeah. I so yeah, you were ten. You're now in your forties. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and they're making new shows about shit that was made when you were ten. That's true. So I'm just saying, I watch Mandalorian every week. I don't miss an episode. <laughs> like my team at work, we have discussions based on Mandalorian before we have other meetings. We gotta talk about this first, then we'll talk about work. So. Yes. Star Wars ain't happening. I have no idea what you're talking about. I know that my best friend, Michelle, shout out NYG, um, is a huge fan to the point where for her birthday, I got her a skirt with the Mandalorian Mm -hmm. on it. 
Ooh, no, you got baby Yoda. You got baby Yoda. I, I don't know. It had somebody in a helmet and it had Yoda. Yeah, um, baby Yoda. Yeah, all right. I knew I liked Michelle. Because her and her husband do a May the Fourth Be With You party every year and they've got like Yes. <laughs> I've never been invited. <laughs> they got they got some weeks. They got a few weeks. So I got it for her. Yeah, I don't understand this world. But the way you don't understand Vanderpump, I don't understand this man Mandalorian world. But but how do you I mean it's 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 awesome. If you watch it, you be like, Oh, I get it. Mm, it's just good. so good. Mm, it's good. so good. Mm, good. Um, it's just a great show. I just don't see the hype. I, I I I don't see the hype. But ooh, side topic that I want to bring up. Okay, you got it. Uh, how do you feel about the Bud Light scandal? Now that's a scandal. Oh, we were just Scott or Scuba Steve and I, Scott, whatever. Y'all know his name. It's Scott. Um, we were just <laughs> talking about the because I'm I'm you know I I get my news from TikTok, so I saw that like Kid Rock and, and I'm the, and I'm the <laughs> fucking millennial. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps me at peace I, you know whatever because the world is a shit show um so i saw that kid rock was like blowing up he bought a bunch of bug lights and was shooting them with an ar-15 or whatever and so i thought oh bud light released a can with this trans person on it and they're really upset like i thought you know like pride month or fourth of july like they have fourth of july cans and they have Pride mm-hmm. month. So I thought they had like this trans person, trans woman on the can and it was in Salem stores and these people were pissed. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But then Scott said, no, they just made a can. They made a six pack for her and sent it to her. And that was it. They didn't make cans that were in stores. They just made a special can and sent it to her. And I was like, well, then this is stupid. This is well, the they, dumbest they, thing ever. They also, have, they also have the uh, pride flag cans. They have the pride flag can. Yeah, they okay. I don't drink that. Yeah. But and I don't drink Bud Light, but again, something I don't care about either. But uh it's beer. Their beer is shit, regardless. <laughs> like Bud Light is not what I go for. Um they Anheuser Busch as a whole have other great products, but I'm I'm not going to be upset that a beer can has some colors on it. I and this is the thing and this is and I don't know if this is a and he and I were having this discussion it's like all right I don't go to Chick-fil-A I don't eat Chick-fil-A because they support anti-gay bills but that's me privately like I don't feel the need to make a video of myself fucking shooting up Chick-fil-A chickens and calling them hate biscuits i just don't need it and that's my choice i don't understand why you need to make a huge demonstration about this thing that you hate if you're pissed at bud don't buy their shit and call it a day i don't understand why you have to make you bought it to shoot it guess what they got your money (laughs) they got your money yeah i don't understand and and i don't know if it feels like all of this performative shit had happened since trump and maybe it's always been this way and i'm now that i'm new to tiktok that it's coming into my purview but this need to be demonstrably open about the things that you hate just seems so aggressive and unnecessary it's the ultimate attention seeking mechanism oh you're gonna be upset about this i'm gonna gonna make myself relevant because who was thinking about Kid Rock? Super nobody. Because <laughs> you know what? He, ago. he showed up at a UFC fight that week. He was in the front row. 
of a USC fight next to Donald Trump that week. And I was like, who asked for this? Mm. Yeah. I no mean, one it, was, it was in Florida, so. Mm. Yeah. No one cares about Chris, Chris, uh, Kid Rock. And no, you know, he has a he has a bar in 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 Nashville. And no, I mean, that's the only thing. But he hasn't done anything since he made a song with Sheryl Crow. I think he made what two songs with her? <laughs> and that's like his biggest hits outside of his his number one hit of all time. Right. Um so So we should make a video of us shooting up a kid rock poster in protest. I mean, Mm. I'm not gonna spend my money doing that. <laughs> I mean, I don't you, have. A you gun. can do it. I, I don't. Yeah. I live in Colombia. I don't have a gun, so. <laughs> yeah. I I gotta save up for some diapers. So. <laughs> not happening. Not today, Satan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, this is this, fun. We need to go. We need to revisit this. Uh, the original plan for our podcast was us talking yeah. about shit in the world. I want to thank the the Nashville cast of Maps for being terrible, so we can have this conversation. Shout out to all you terrible couples, because <laughs> uh, there was five. Now there's four, but there's only three that are terrible. Um, they all should have gone the pathway of uh, Dominique and Mac, and just said, "This ain't it." Yeah, well. and we could just follow Nicole and Chris all the time. I'm, that that'd be a great show. I'd watch that. Yeah. I uh, I'd watch Clint like just being Clint. Like Clint needs his own reality show. I would watch that. He's funny. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's almost my bedtime though. Yes, yes. It's because I'm I'm, I'm 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 old. Um, because I am the Gen Xer of the two of us. You are not. Stay out of my generation. Get your own. No, you are biologically a Gen Xer. I am. Literally, uh, I could be a boomer, really, but I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna go there. Get that off is, my lawn. That is not your slogan, bitch. <laughs> oh man! All right, we'll do this again next week. Uh, this has been awesome. Love you, sis. We'll talk you, again. Bro. Thanks everybody for listening. Siblings take on podcast at gmail.com. Shout us out. If you want us to talk about something in particular, let us know. We'll talk about it. I may have a shitty opinion on it or um, <laughs> uninformed opinion, but I'm going to give you my opinion regardless. Amen. So enjoy it. Hate it. Just listen to it. There you go. Amen. Love you, bro. Love you too, sis. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siblings Take On. Be sure to rate and subscribe anywhere you receive your podcasts. If you have any questions, concerns, or recommendations for future topics, feel free to send it to us at siblingstakeonpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day.